this night's Vad, Tuesday night's Vad is going to involve issues of Amuna. When I was a Bachar about your age, I guess, I was uh, in London at a friend's wedding. And for the Shabbos, Shavah Brachas, so we, uh, we davened in a little shtibol called Sasev. And there was an old Hasidic Rebbe that was there. And he got up to speak by Shalashudas and he kept saying, Aleph Bez, Aleph Bez, Aleph Bez. And I, you know, turned to my friend who was from England and I asked him, like, you know, is he okay? Like, what's, why is he doing this? He says, just wait. So he said, uh, and eventually, like, the Aleph Bez turned into Muna Bitochen, Muna Bitochen. And he says that Emunah Bitochen, and this is from a Holocaust survivor, Emunah Bitochen are the Aleph Bays of our life. The ABCs of our building blocks of Yadus, of what we believe in, involve understanding Emunah Bitochen. And that's what we're going to journey through this, this man, this year. Uh, and it's a journey that we're going to take together, Mitz Hashem, and hopefully we'll all learn together, myself included, uh, different facets of what Emuna is all about, what Bitochen is all about. Um, it's no secret that Emuna and Bitochen is a very big, uh, a big topic in our generation. A lot of very uh, successful, uh, best-selling books have been written about Emuna and Bitochen. Um, and that means that there's a thirst for it. It means that people really want to know about Amuna and they want to strengthen their Amuna or they want to get, be given reasons to believe. And one thing that I want to just caution about before, um, before we even begin is that sometimes guys come to me and they say that they have issues with Amuna. They're not sure, or they're not, uh, or they know that they, they don't believe, and uh, it's not a it's not an uncommon thing. It never was, and it never will be. It's it's a reality. People people sometimes question faith, especially when things are difficult in our lives. You know, we start questioning things, and that's it's. It is what it is. There's no. Uh, there, there, it's not not something for us to to weigh or to judge. It's just a reality. But what we're going to be learning this year is very, very foundational, just to supplement, like give us vitamins every week for why we should believe and why we should have bittachim Hashem. And. But it's also very important to stay away from certain materials in order that we don't undermine our Amunah and Bitochen. So I'm sure that we've all stumbled upon uh, websites or uh, blogs or whatever you want to call it that, you know, where people that seem to be from or maybe they once were from and they, uh, they speak about their questions and sometimes we're tempted to read it and it, it stays in our minds. And... And that's a very dangerous thing. So it doesn't make sense for us to be trying to work on strengthening our emunah and bitachin at the same time reading uh, materials that sometimes are detrimental to that. 
That's not to say that, you know, well, shouldn't we be intellectually honest? Let's be intellectually honest with learning the positives about Amun and Bitachan and then letting it sit with ourselves and savoring it every week, seeing what Gedele Yisrael write about Amun and Bitachan, and then Mitz Hashem will be strong enough to withstand a lot of the winds that blow. But let's not use our precious time and our mind to engage in, uh, in, in, in reading materials in whatever form there. It might be books, it might be websites, it might be uh, whatever, but it's, those are very, very... Once you get certain, certain questions in your mind, it's very hard to uproot them. And so what I meant by entitling this series Exploring Amuna is... It's an exploration, but we have to explore it positively, and you're free to you know, talk to me privately about any questions that you might have, and I hope that I'll be able to give you a, a, a good answer. But what we're doing here publicly is, uh, is trying to really engage in actively fortifying ourselves with, with emuna that we really need to get through our life with. Every single day and every decision and every every twist and turn in our life, we will be needing Amuna and Bitachin to get through it. And so we all know a little bit about Amuna and a little bit about Bitachin, but this year we're going to hopefully learn a lot about it. Okay, so without any further ado, I'd like to speak with you tonight about Bitachin and Rosh Hashanah. Bitachin and Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is literally, you know, hours away. It's a... It snuck up on us this summer because, you know, it's already, we thought we were normally start this month. You have a whole L. Well, this year we have literally five days or something left. It's already, I think, the 23rd of L. And uh, so we have about six, seven days before before, uh, Rosh Hashanah starts. And so we have to, um, maybe less, so we have to... uh, we have to understand Rosh Hashanah and Bitachin together. So let's read a little bit. This is from a Hesped that Rav Shach gave for the Briskarov. Rav Shach was, of course, the Rosh Hashiva Panovich. Um, he was the Gadladar when I was growing up, when I was in high school. Rav Shach was everything. Rav Shach was like, uh, he was it. He was all the Litvish Yeshivas. All the Rosh Hashivas were Talmidim to, of his, and he was, he was the first and last word for everything. When I was in Eretz Yisrael as a Bachar, I very much wanted to go to his shirim, and they happened to be learning in Panovich what we were learning in Kultaira, that we were learning in the Dharam that year. So I got permission from my Rebbe to go to B'nai Brak, uh every Tuesday for Rav Shach Shir Klali. He gave a very famous Shir Klali. And um, so I was to hear... Uh, to hear his Shir Klali at many weeks. Uh, the first week that I went, I was so enamored by him that I, uh, I came into the Shir Klali as like an American tourist. Like it was all a room, maybe double the size of this room. And Rav Shach, there was like a stage that he went on. He's very short. And, uh, and in the front row of the Shir, like a, as a ches around him, were like the the most brilliant Avrechem, the Kailo guys of Panovich, who, you know, know more than anyone that I know combined, each of them. And so they were sitting and waiting for him to say a Chiddush. And then everyone, the rest of the yeshiva was around them. And here I was, this American Bachar, and I came in with a tape recorder and with a camera, and they were like, what are you doing here? Who are you? Where are you? Where did you come from? 
but I happen to have great pictures of Rav Shach from then, but the way he used to give shir was, a, was something that I'd never seen before. He, imagine a 92-year-old man, 94-year-old man, um, and he gets up there and he starts his shir very uh, slowly and with a very you know, soft tone, and then he starts getting stronger and building up, and then he says a chiddush. So in, in a regular shir, everyone you know, is either writing it down, or, and then you wait for the end, and then you discuss it. Here, all of the, these lions in front of him start pouncing and screaming at him and asking him kashrut, and he's fending off this 90, you know, this, you know, he's fending them off, he's like, and the whole room is like talking about it and discussing his chiddush, and then like, finally it settles down like five minutes later, and then he continues and he says the next step of shir, and he's building up another Rambam, another, another Ravid, and uh, it was unbelievable, it was unbelievable to see. So Rav Shach was... The Rashiva Panovich, he wrote a very famous set of Svarim on the Rambam called Aviezri, and he was a Talmud Muvak of the Briskarov. The Briskarov was in Yerushalayim, Rav Shach was in, in Bnei Brak, and he would constantly go to the Briskarov, and he would learn from him, and he was, they were very, very close. Some say that he was the, the biggest Talmud of the Briskarov. So when the Briskarov died, the Briskarov died in Erev Yom Kippur, and Rav Shach gave the following hesped for him, and he was recounting what happened that Rosh Hashanah. So maybe nine days, maybe Arab Rosh Hashanah, maybe nine, ten days before uh, Rav Shach was nifter, this is the hesped that Rav Shach said, describing what, uh, what transpired between him, him and the Briskarov. So let's start from the second paragraph. Shalmarin the last days of the Briskarov's life, the Grizz is another way of saying Rabitzlak Zev Halevi Salavechik, who was the Briskarov. These were days of preparation for Rosh Hashanah, sort of exactly the days that we find ourselves in today. Nechnasti Levakris, Rav Shach says, I went in to visit him, to Mavakar Chayle, he was very sick. Bivai Shaleni, when I came in, he asked me, Ma what's, what's my end? Like, what's going to be with me? So I said to console him, I tried to console him, with the words of the Yerushalmi Rosh Hashanah that the Rosh brings at the end of Rosh Hashanah. And the Yerushalmi says, and this is a very, very important Yerushalmi, it's brought in the Mishnah Kimi Gaigado. What other nation is like our nation? That we know the facets and the, the persona of, of their God. We understand Hashem. The minig is Adam din. A man has a din. Okay, if chas you're you have to appear in court for a certain judgment, for a certain, uh, a certain din. So what happens? Person wears black. And he covers himself with like a black turban. He's all depressed. He's not wearing nice, white, cheerful type of clothing. He's wearing like very doom and gloom type of attire. 
because he doesn't know what's going to be. I don't know if I'm going to if the if the judge is going to say I could live or I die. So I don't wear like positive clothing. I'm 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 depressed. Avol Yisrael ain't Klal Yisrael says the Medrash says the Yerushalmi is not this way. Leivshem levanim. We wear white clothing. That's why we wear a kittel on Rosh Hashanah. Umisatim levanim, and we wrap ourselves in a white talus. Umegalchem zakenim, and we shave our beards. We trim our beards. Vachaitchen tziparneim, and we cut our nails. Vaeichlen b'shoisim usmechem b'shan on Rosh Hashanah itself. We eat and we drink and we're happy. It's a happy day. It's a yantif. Why? Ah, it's a din. We know this is a din. So why are we so happy? Because we have bitachin and we have confidence that Kedush is going to perform miracles with us and he's going to push down the din, and he's going to rip up our gzar din. So even if we're supposed to be guilty, Kedush is going to tear up that verdict and he's going to make us all innocent. And that's why we wear white, and we're positive, and we're happy. We sing on Rosh Hashanah, and we and we uh, and we wear and we, we come in Rosh Hashanah with our nice our nice uh, shaves and our haircuts and our and positivity because we trust in Hakadosh Baruch Hu that it's going to turn out good for us. So I quoted this to Rav Shach to the Briskarov says Rav Shach, and I tried to console him. I was trying to convey to the Briskarov in his state of depression how he should be confident. Rashan is a time of confidence. Don't be worried. Don't be depressed. But rather have confidence that the Rabbani Shalom will do miracles for you. Everything is going to be okay. Have some bitachin. Ulam, however, marins at Salana, but the Briskarov answered me. It's all good. I understand what you're trying to say. But with what exactly should I be confident? And he explained the Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi is in Kipshutai. The way you read the Yerushalmi before we're going to learn this briskarav is that basically it's like a vending machine. You know, you go to Roshana, you put some, you know, you put your, your clothing in the, in the machine, you put your confidence, and boom, you get out a, a wonderful new year. And you have to have bitach in the revenge. There's no, without any, uh, no, no kunsen. Just, you just, everything is fine. Everything's going to be great. He says, that's not the pshat in the Yerushalmi, says the briskarav. There is a very famous poet, arguably the most famous poet in Jewish history. His name is Reb Shlema Ibn Gabiro. Um, you might know him from a, a you know a very uh, very popular poet poem called Adain Eilam. He wrote the Adain Eilam. He wrote many many things. A lot of the piyutim that we're saying these days on during Slichas were written by him. There are books of his poetry. And um, and so one of the things that he wrote, one of his masterpieces was called Kesser Malchus. And in that he writes the following words, and he writes beautifully. Nobody touches him in terms of his, his mastery at poetry. Elikai, my God, imavaini minisai gadol, 
if my sins are greater than I could bear, what would that do for your great name? And if I don't hope, put my hope in your mercy, who's going to have pity on me except for you? If you kill me, meaning if you decide that I deserve to die, I will have faith in you. And if you decide to call in my chips and, and to claim my averis, I love these three words. I will run away from you to you. I'm going to run away from you towards you. What does that mean? I'm, if I'm running away from somebody, I'm not running towards them. And I will take shade in your... Um, from the sun, from your sun in your own shadow. I'm running away from the hot sun and I'm going into its own shadow. So Tzarech Lavin Shalara, the Brisker of asked, what does this mean? What does that mean? I run away from you to you. If you're chasing me or if I'm running from you, the last thing I'm going to do is run towards you. Men should have said, I'm running away from you. Why does it say I'm running from you, towards you. And then he quotes a Rambam in Pirish HaMishnayis, Rosh Hashanah. This is also, these are all very great Yisaitis. You have to remember these Mar Makaimis tonight. Take this sheet with you and chazer it. The Rambam says, We don't say Halal on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Technically, we should. If you look in the Gemara in Erechen on Daf Yud, it's one of those days that deserves Halal. What are the, what are the uh, conditions that need to be met to have Halal? It has to be a Mayed, it has to be a Yantif, it has to have special Karbanas. And guess what? Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are both. They're Yom Taivim, and they have special Karbanas. So why in the world are we not saying Halal? And in fact, this was the question that was asked. Why is Kla Yisrael not saying Halal on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says... This is the Rambam's take on the Gemara. Because these aren't days of happiness. These are days of Aveda, that you're supposed to serve Hashem. Hachna means you're supposed to humble yourself before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Pachar, you're supposed to have fear and dread of Hashem. You have to fear Him. And you have to run away and take shelter in him. Mamish, the same exact idea that the Rav Shleim Ibn Gabiril says. So again, what does this mean? What's going on? There's obviously something to this. So the Briskrov explains as follows. And this is why I wanted to bring it tonight because it's a very important thing. Bitachin does not mean that a person just like whistles past the graveyard, meaning you just like take life very easy and I'm chilled and I don't worry because I have bitachin. That's not really what bitachin is. Bitachin means, meaning if I'm just relying on Kaddish Baruch and doing, you know, crazy things, if I'm like uh, driving my car drunk, or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm you know, driving uh, 100 miles an hour, you know, down a one-way street in the wrong direction, but I have bitachin. That's not bitachin, that's stupidity. 
That's foolhardiness. That's not, you, you can't call yourself a Balbitachan if, if you don't understand exactly what you're up against by what you're doing. Bitachin doesn't mean that. Bitachin means This is what Bitachin means, and this is what the poet means when he says that I run away from you towards you. When a person is in a condition, in a state of mind that he is so afraid of the din, and I'm looking for ways, I'm searching for ways to spare myself of the din. In order to have bitachin, when we're going into Rosh Hashanah, if you're just, I think we're all like, before the brisker I've explained it, I think that's, I'll speak for myself, okay? Like, I don't know how much I'm thinking about the, the din that's about to happen. There's a real din. It's a real, it's a real court case that's happening. I know that if I would have, a, if I would have, a, have to fight a, you know, a, a moving violation and I have to prepare and hire lawyers, I'd probably be a little nervous. But for some reason, I haven't really broken a sweat, you know, even though we're less than a week away from Rosh Hashanah. Why? Either because I'm just out of sight, out of mind, I'm not thinking so much about it, or more probably that I don't really feel that anything bad is going to happen. I'm a Baal I believe, okay, Rosh Hashanah is going to happen. I had Rosh Hashanah last year, the year before, everything worked out, okay, so we're going to have another good year and everybody's happy. But that's not really the attitude, says the Briskarov. It has to be an attitude that you understand, you think about the din, you're afraid of the din. There is something happening. Something is going to be happening, uh, you know, next week. There's going to be a din. I'm going to run away from the rabbinic because I'm so scared. I'm frightened. I have to run away. But then I realize that there's no shelter other than in HaKadosh Baruch I can't run anywhere. I could run, but I can't hide. So rather than, you know, running in this direction, I'd rather just run right back to to the Rabbani Shalom and, and, and trust in him. But before you have that trust, bitachin doesn't mean I'm not thinking about life. Bitachin means I'm fully aware of what I'm up against and now I'm putting my trust in you. I, I want to run away, I'm so scared, but I run towards you in confidence that you will take care of me, that you will embrace me. The only t- place that I could take shelter is by HaKadosh Baruch Hu's shade. But if you have no idea, if you're not thinking at all about the, the impending din, and you're just serene, you're confident, but you're not... You're not scared to earn that trust. You're not running away and then finally saying, okay, I have to, I have, to have bitachin. You're just like, okay, I'm, 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 a, I'm a pasher yid, I'm going to make it. That's not what Rosh Hashanah is all about, says the Briskarov. You have to have bitachin, but bitachin means that first you have to have an awareness that there is a din. You have to taste the fear a little bit of the din. You have to think about it. If you're not thinking about it, if I'm not thinking about it, then it's not going to happen. So we have to understand there's a lot riding on this Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is not a day that's a, it's a beautiful day and it's, it should be 
a quasi happy day. It's not a it's not a day of simcha yisera. It's a day of happiness, but not joy. It's not a simcha stayer. It's not a purim. It's a it's not a pesach. It's a it's a day of of subdued happiness. But it's a din. There is a din that's taking place. So we have to find that happy medium of of being aware that it's a din, but at the same time saying, but I trust you, HaKadosh Baruch you're going to take care of me, but, I, but I, I recognize the din. I understand that there's something happening here. And he says that this is the Pshat in the Yerushalmi, that on Rosh Hashanah we're happy with the understanding that a nace will take place, so we dress up and we have nice clothing on, we shave and we take a haircut, because, but that doesn't mean that we're just like avoiding what's really happening. We're recognizing what's happening, and then we say, but you're going to perform a nace for me. I understand that it's important what's happening. There is a din, but my father's the judge, and he loves me, and he's going to, he's going to embrace me, he's going to take care of me. And so the Briskarov says that this is what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that I'm not properly, and this is the Briskarov, the Briskarov, there was no greater Ayyad Hashem in his generation, the Briskarov. The Briskarov was somebody that he spent, I don't know exactly how long, but maybe a half an hour, maybe longer, saying Kriyashma, every single syllable, Shema, 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 every single word. And I, have, I know people that are briskas that do the same thing. Like they're very makbid. Every word of, of Kriyashma, they repeat and say it 50 times because they want to make sure that they get it right. That the mitzvah was done, kadasa kadin. There was no greater Yare Shemaim than the briskar of all the Salavichiks. Always the Beis HaLevi once, I think he, he did like a, he did a misasik on Shabbos. He mamish like maybe brushed against, the, you know, like the equivalent of us brushing against the wall and fl- flicking a light switch on Shabbos. When we do that, do, do, you, do you even think about it a second later? You know, you go sometimes out of a bathroom, you don't even think in it, up and down, whatever. You say, okay, no, uh, you know, the, brisk, the Beis HaLevi, who was the Briskarov's grandfather, when he did that once, he fainted. He was so, he had such a pachara din. And Reb Chaim, all the, all the Salvechiks are like that. So he says, like, I, I, I don't know about myself if I'm holding by the level of fear that I have to have for the for this din that's about to come, that I should then be saimich and I'd be tachan on the Rabbani Shalom. This is a very important introduction to Rosh Hashanah for us to understand, not to get scared and, you know, neurotic and have phobia. That's not, we're not looking to give anyone nightmares. But it's important to spend a little time as we're approaching Rosh Hashanah and understand what we're up against. It is a din. There are svarim written about ways of of increasing your chances to, uh, to be menatzeach in din. In the back of, anyone have a pathway to prayer? So in the back, there's like a contrast of uh, different, like 10 suggestions how to, how to succeed in din. I, I once gave a four-part um, like series of, uh, in, in yeshiva here during Elul, one day every week of the weeks of Elul, of how to win in din, it's called. I think it's online if you're interested, but different techniques, different tricks, if, as it were, how to, how to win in din. Why is that so? Because there's a din. First, you have to understand there's a din. Now that there's a din, and we recognize there's a din, now we could figure out ways of, of winning. But first, the, the Aleph base is understanding that there is a din. HaKadosh Baruch is going to put us through din. 
Klai Yisrael as a whole, every Yachid, you know, we see what happened. If you ever want to see the power of Rosh Hashanah, look back at what happened last year and then understand what, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu Paskin last Rosh Hashanah. And all the people that suffered through COVID and all of the Milchamas in the, in the world and all the tragedies that we had, you know, whether it was in Meiron or whether it was in Surfside or whether it was in, uh, in, in the Kihila by the, the Hasidim in uh, Givat Zev, all these things are, those are all things that were paskin for whatever reason. We have no idea why, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided that that should be the din last Rosh Hashanah. It was all, it was all paskin on Rosh Hashanah. I think Rabbi Chaim Shemulevitz used to say when somebody, uh, let's say, got a, got a flu, caught a flu. So, you know, let's say Hanukkah time, you're walking out, say you catch a flu. So people say, you know, when did you catch the flu? So Chaim says, you didn't catch it because you walked outside. You caught it on Rosh Hashanah. Everything that happened was, was, took place on Rosh Hashanah. And so we have to understand the power of Rosh Hashanah, but then at the same time have bitachin. So it's like a, a balance beam. Like we have to, on one hand, understand that it's real, and then on the other hand, throw our entire trust in the Rabbi Shalom and that a nace will happen to us in Hashem, and it will. But first we have to taste a little bit of the reality that there's a din. Now the reason why I wanted to discuss this with you tonight, and it's sort of like a good introduction, I think, to the whole series, this whole year, Mitzvah Hashem, of Emunah Bitachen, is because Emunah Bitachen is not a simple thing. It's not like, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I have Emunah, what would you do to earn the Emunah? You, first you have to understand the Rabbi Shalom. First you have to believe that there is a God. And then you have to believe that, that he's a kol yachal and that he can do anything that he wants. And after we have those principles laid out clearly, now we could start talking about believing in him, trusting him, trusting in him. But we're going to mirza Hashem, you know, if otherwise we're just like, I'm an amunah, I'm pashayit, I believe. It's good to have amunah pshuta, but first you have to understand the step before the amunah. You have to believe that there is a God. You have to understand his power, his might, his glory, his, his, how he, he could do anything, his, his omnipotence. And once we have all of that, and that's not a given for everybody either, we're going to go through it in Mitz Hashem, and then we could work on, now that I know that, now I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to, and we'll go through a lot of different things in Mitz Hashem to you know, actually train ourselves in Emunah and, and work on things. And maybe you know, throughout the week, if things happen to you uh, that you felt you, know, you saw HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Yad in what you were doing, or perhaps you used like Emunah muscles that you didn't know you had in certain situations and it worked out for you, or maybe it didn't work out for you, Maybe we'll talk about that also. You can come to me and we'll discuss it and I'll bring it up. And, but in Mitzvah Hashem, we're going to go on a very, very valuable uh, tour this year. And, uh, and I'm excited and I'm looking forward to all of you uh, coming along with me for this ride.